0: Thank you for joining us on Feed the Crew. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any feedback, if you'd like to be a guest or suggest a topic, go to our website, feedthecrewpodcast.com. If you love the show and want to support us, you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash feed the crew. Hey, everybody, welcome to Feed the Crew. Today we have Tasha Thorne, audio tech from DC. She's also one of my favorite people to work with. Love the smile, love the attitude. How are you doing today, Tasha?
1: I'm great, great. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, thanks. I want you to introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey,
1: feed the crew. (laughs) Well, I'm 33. (laughs) I started in the AV industry in 2016. Uh, My background before getting into the industry was in the arts. Graduated as a theater major. Uh, Afterwards, I decided to get into a little bit of the back stage production Um, of course even though I wanted to be an actress and be on stage I wanted to know what being behind the scenes looked like I wanted to get a better understanding of camera work sound how to put a production together that's not necessarily a theatrical production so um, doing that I got introduced to FCO which is another company in DC um, who uh, trained uh, me to be a camera op
0: right freelance camera ops. freelance camera ops
1: hmm mm-hmm. So I was trained there as a camera op uh, in that the experience was, you know, up and down for me. I didn't really feel too steady with my hand movement, even though, you know, cameras go on tripods. Uh, it was my choice to just want to know more about the industry. So I asked for more contacts to better understand what goes on on a project. And uh, I was introduced to not only Ms. Harris, uh, (laughs) but a couple couple of other companies uh, who took me in and uh, allowed me to start off as a loader, stagehand, and just work myself up in terms of more knowledge about how to conduct a project from beginning to end.
0: Yep. And you really have made a name for yourself in the D.C. area in such a short time, so that it says a lot about you and how well you work and how well you get along with others and how well you learn, so Props to you. Um so you were a theater major. What school did you go to?
1: North Carolina AT. Aggie Pride. <laughs> yep. Graduated in 2010. I'm getting old, but you know, this show never stops. So
0: there's work to we're all, do. <laughs> we're all getting old.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I Where loved it. From? I loved it. I I
0: yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, where are you from originally? Where did you grow up? D.C.,
1: Washington, D.C. You did grow up in D.C.? Yep, I grew up in D.C. I went to school in Potomac, Maryland at Bullis. uh, And then I went off to college. Went to college, I came back home. Uh, The field that I actually started working in was in the mental health field. And I still work in that field today. You know, parallel to working in A.V. Now that we've been down for the pandemic, uh, working in mental health has really been Uh, not only a blessing for me, but a blessing for the population, because a lot of people are going through a lot with COVID and what's going on. So still work is work, and there's a lot of it. So,
0: Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. There's definitely a a lot to be said for um, getting some attention to the mental health in this time. You know, it has taken a toll on a lot of people in a lot of different ways, people that You know, it blindsided a lot of us and we didn't realize that, you know, (laughs) that we could have depression even though we weren't people that would normally be depressed, right? So now we're like, oh my God, this is what it's like. What I like Mm -hmm. about that part of it is bringing the awareness to ourselves of what it feels like to be that person who is struggling to get over it or get through it. I don't even know how to say that right. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure I'm offending somebody. (laughs) (laughs) But I have felt it. Every,
1: every, yeah, depression, anxiety, you know, all of these uh, symptoms that we go through just based on day-to-day circumstances, you know, each person is different. So they affect Mm -hmm. us all differently. And some of us have, you know, a red light, you know, we know when to stop, and just take a break and re- redirect our thoughts or our emotions. And some of us have a hard time just even knowing what to do or how to go about handling what's going on. And then some of us we just fight through it, you know, finding any which way to to get through what's going on. So it definitely is a difficult time for a lot of people. Yeah. And my hope is that people find the support and 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 union, a lot of union right now companionship, friendship, relationships matter. Uh, there are a lot of detriment to them, but at the same time, during this time, it makes a lot of sense to have a lot of support. So,
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the groups, it's a Facebook group called Loving Hands for Stagehands, and we keep talking about them on our weekly bulletin, but that's really what that group is about, is about coming together and being able to express ourselves you know, through all of our thoughts and feelings and get some guidance for ways to cope and things like that. I'm sure these are things that you, you know more about than I do, but, um, as far as just even a place to start, what would you suggest to people that are, are feeling that depression and anxiety? Uh,
1: I would definitely say get assessed. Um, if you know, you're having those feelings or those symptoms, I would uh, get assessed, get with a mental health agency. And I know there's some uh, stigma with just saying mental health or uh, admitting that there's something going on. It doesn't mean there's something wrong. It means that something's going on and you want to get to the bottom of it so that you can heal or cure yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So looking for help, accepting the help, um, either getting uh, what I am as a community support worker Um, so I'm someone who would work with you on your goals that are put out in your treatment plan. So let's say you are suffering from depression, then you and I would work on a week to week basis on getting your self-confidence and your self-esteem and in any type of tactics or techniques to get you out of a bad place and work on that continually as we focus on the priorities of your life, right? So that things don't break you down when you feel like you can't continue to function. So I'm kind of like a life coach. In a sense, right? But outside right. of that, some people actually do need medication, right? They don't know their right. level of right. depression, or they don't know their level of anxiety. Um, so you want to go to a specialist. You want to go to a doctor. You want to talk to the people that know for sure and and get a real good understanding of where you are, so that you know how to plan out moving forward. Um, the third thing is therapy. Um, a lot of people say they want therapy or they want to talk, and they don't really understand the dynamics of what therapy is supposed to do for you. Some people think you just sit on the couch and talk. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more so of there's a problem. uh, There's an issue. Let me get it all out and figure out how to manage the problem or eliminate it or reduce how it affects me. And it's a, you know, hand in hand thing that you go through, but safest is seek help, seek help, seek support. Don't hold things in. Don't bottle things up. If you can get an opportunity to cry, cry. If you can get an opportunity to talk about it, talk about it. If you can exercise, play music, do anything that you can to self soothe before you just allow your emotions to take over would be my first best, you know, advice to anyone. And then where, you know, you can't function, seek assistance.
0: Excellent. Excellent advice. So all cards on the table. I actually had 10 weeks of my own treatment where I saw, well, spoke to, of course, it's all over the phone because of COVID, spoke to a therapist once a week for 10 weeks and had a life coach the next day after. So I go through talking through things with the therapist. And Mm -hmm. part of that was for him to decide whether or not i need to be on medication or whether or not we can work things out through the life coach. And then the life coach was giving me the skills to move forward doing, you know, making the Peace. changes that I wanted to make or needed right. to make. So I think that was excellent, excellent advice. Thank you. So You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope people out there, you know, do take that seriously, especially in times yeah. like this. And that's what I'm saying. There are people in my family that have perpetual Mental health issues. So I'm aware of people that have that chronic issue, require medication, et cetera. Um, and so Mm -hmm. to feel it for yourself, it gives you that empathy. You now understand a little more what your friends or family might be going through. But also there especially in times like this, there's no shame in in getting help.
1: Yeah. Don't feel ashamed to get help. Everybody's going through something. And everything takes a healing process. And a lot of times we just go through what we go through. We're like, oh, it hurt, mm-hmm. you know? And then we're like, okay, it hurt, you know? There's no healing. There's no, okay, well, how do I heal? You know, healing should be no different than cooking a meal. We should know what re- recipe, you know, goes into that specific dish based on what it is we want to eat, right? Same thing with healing. If I'm going through depression, if I'm going through, Uh, financial issues, like I should have a a remedy or a recipe for what gets me back out of the place that I'm in. And as we continue to learn ourselves and go through more things, we learn more. And I just, my advice is don't just take the information that you get and sit on it because now you know, you have to implement that information in order to see a difference. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So this is something that I never knew about you. Um, as through all the times that we've worked together, this is not some, some subject that's ever come up. Um, but I want to know, yeah. has, has this skill helped you in any way in the industry, your Absolutely. skill of understanding mental uh, health? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, when we get to work, like for me, AV is it's one of the best industries that I worked in so far because it's like a peace of mind. Like I'm not necessarily thinking at work. It's different than being in the mental health field where I'm the one, you know, thinking alongside my clients in, in, in this field, in the level that I'm on, I'm not required to think I'm just, you know, supposed to do. <laughs> so it makes easier for my thought process while I'm at work because I'm not thinking right. It Uh leaves open space for me to just be, right? And when you can just be, there's a different energy that you provide people. Um, I realize that a lot of times, you know, it's not what we're supposed to do professionally, but we have a lot of side conversations and nine times out of 10, it's along the lines of something that someone's going through and, you know, just looking for advice on how to get in or out of it Um, or just, just having conversation just for a peace of mind. So for me, just having that knowledge and being able to, you know, just be at work and just hear or or people just talk and vent about certain things. I'm in a position where I can speak to them on a level of just suggestion or, you know, if you say what you want to hear, then we can have this conversation. It's been beneficial for me to be that for other people at work and then, you know, them appreciate me for it as well. So it's been a blessing.
0: That's awesome. I'm so glad you have that skill. You're, you're a perfect person for that too, because you're, you're very social in all of our circles. Like you get along with everybody all the time. Um, everybody loves you, <laughs> but you've been in our industry for we rather short time. We, just... we do have fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that you're actually able to, you know, go, and, go back and use that skill that you have to get you through you know our industry being shut down does this change your mind at all about our industry are you going to come back when things open up
1: i definitely plan to stay in the industry is something that i don't ever want to lose um just because of uh you know relationship it it the the av is a significant part of the world <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it that way so i you know i you know i want to be a part of that so For me, yes, I will always stay in it. at what level and how much time um, I put put into to working uh, is definitely always been an up and down variable. Sometimes I work three to six months out of the year. Sometimes I work the whole year through. It just really depends. Um, At a certain point, my hope is to just have uh, a production company um, that still offers the same services that we do in our field. But you know, from an ownership standpoint, there's a lot of uh money in our field. And, you know, when you wanna see not just companies grow, but you wanna see people grow, you wanna learn the business well enough so that you can replicate and create your own system or replicate another system and feed more families. It's not just about one person coming to work. It's it's a community of us. And at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, I don't just want to see me, my family happy. I want to see everybody's family happy. So if I can learn from it and, you know, position myself to be that for another family, then that's what I want to do. So I'm definitely going to be in it. I'm Mm -hmm. always learning every year is another year of growth. Um, But aside from that, I definitely still take mental health just as seriously. So they kind of go hand in hand in it. At some point, I'll figure out how to pull it all together. Maybe I'll be talking about it at a convention instead of working the convention, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. But
0: in the meantime, you, you can keep us all straight, that's for
1: sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm here for your mental health.
0: Do <laughs> you think you'll hire me when you get this production company going?
1: Absolutely. Who's going to deal with all of the laborers? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, You have to teach me how to keep my cool now.
1: (laughs) I will. I will. We'll have a session. We'll have a couple sessions. (laughs) We'll have intervention sessions one hour before (laughs) call time. (laughs) Optional for all staff. (laughs) All contractors. There you go. But no, that that would be cool too. That would be cool.
0: So I have I have folks over here that. that that help me technically over here. I have Jake okay. who is uh, doing our TD over there Jake from
1: and... State Farm, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and Madeline's Jake. over
0: here doing our show notes and and she writes me notes and things like that. So they both want to say, say hi. hi. <laughs>
1: Oh, I miss you guys. Hey, hey. they we say hey. <laughs> they miss you too.
0: So, did you? That's awesome. I want to so ask is, you. Go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna ask. Was feed the crew just you guys?
0: Yes. Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> so far, anyway, we don't. All right. <laughs> <Smart, smart. laughs> Jake's like just a little bit. Um, we're. <clears throat> We're having fun with this. Um we'd like it to grow. We'd like it to keep going. It's going to be difficult because, you know, yeah. it's a podcast and it doesn't pay any money. <laughs> so my my volunteers over here help me when they're not working and so hopefully when we do start working we yeah. can still do something along the lines because everybody's having so much fun with it, not just us, but the people that are listening in.
1: Listening. Yeah.
0: And our guests, yeah. We have the the best Mm -hmm. guests, I'm telling you. I wanted to ask you if you had any mentors in the AV industry.
1: Yes. Um, Brianna and Frank from Freelance uh, uh, Camera Ops, Mm -hmm. uh, they started me off. They were my mentors in the beginning. And Uh, just so our listeners
0: aware, uh, Brianna did an interview with us. And her, her episode has been aired already. So if uh, okay. if you haven't heard her interview, jump back after after listening to Tasha's interview and, and learn more about Brie. But go ahead.
1: So yeah, Brie uh, and Frank were my initial mentors because I started off as a camera op. Uh, then I transitioned over to working with uh, Randy Sullivan, um, who was kind of hands-off. Uh, because, you know, he's not necessarily your in-town boss, um, but he made it his business to come in uh, to a couple of different gigs just to show face and let us know that <clears throat> as an, as a company or a new company, he wanted us to really be trained well. Um, so he became a mentor just by making sure that outside of going to work, we, we also received some outside training. And I thought that was awesome because, you know, most companies – that are smaller don't do that unless you're with a big agency. So, so give props uh, to, Mr. to Randy. Salary.
0: Give give props to, to uh, Randy's uh, company. What's the name of his company?
1: CTD Inc. All right. And then I also worked with Kinved. Kinved, Mr. Rob Good. Yeah. Uh, he definitely uh, was another uh, mentor who uh got a work. I won't say he was uh, a, a a person of uh, skill set. But uh, I mean, training in terms of skill set. But he definitely offered me a lot of uh, gigs and said, "Just get in there, get your feet wet." Uh, uh, most thing is important is be on time. <laughs> and I remember uh, him telling me that one one day I had a, a gig at the Gaylord, and uh, I just knew. I just I just remember Rob saying, "Just be on time." Like that that, that was the thing. And um, I had never been late yet, but this particular day I was gonna be. And I got pulled over right by the McDonald's, by the Gaylord. And when the cop pulled me over and he said, Uh, you know, you're speeding. I said, yes, I do know. I do know. I, I apologize. But my boss told me I could not be late. So I need to get to the Gaylord. And he was like, damn, you got a dedicated. uh, He said, you must be a <laughs> dedicated employee. I said, yeah. He told me he going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. It was funny because I I called Rob. I said, Rob, I might be late. I said, but I told the cop to let me go. I had to be on time. Um, but he was really great in terms of just putting me in position and telling me what to do through text. You know, <laughs> when you get there, you know, yeah. be professional, you know, be mindful of what you say in front of the client. You know, it was still yeah. some type of coaching to, sure. show, to make sure that as a unit, you know, we looked the part. We did what we were supposed to do. And he stayed on top of things. So I can definitely give uh, props and kudos props to, to Rob Good as well. Yep. yep.
0: And, and uh, Rob, a, a lot Rob of guys did... in the field. Okay, go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. I was just going to say a lot of techs in the field. They just kind of gravitated to me and always showed me some type of mentorship. You know, there's several million different ways to do the job, but they always try to show me what's right or what's best. Um, and I can definitely appreciate. There's several guys I can't even name them all, mm-hmm. but you guys know who you are. If you know me, <laughs> <laughs> you can speak to to uh, being some type of mentor to me in the field. So, but company-wise, those were the companies, and of course, Ray, you've been there, you know, the whole time at at, at any gig. <laughs> at any, I mean, even if it's not my my, you know, your show, and I just yeah. need to know you know, what entrance I need to come into because it's a new building for me. But I know you've probably been there before. Like, what do I need to do or who do I need to contact? So um, I, I'm very appreciative of the elder El Shalon, uh <laughs> mentorship that I've received uh, being a youngin coming into the field because a lot of us don't get that respect coming in. You know, we're young. You know, they know we don't know anything. We're green. Um we're making sometimes the same amount of money, you know, so it's, we're talking lives here and realistically speaking, you know, everyone's not on the same page. So it takes a lot to walk into a room and everybody just be on the same accord. So, yeah. and you allow for that to happen and people to stay in a respectful space and just get the work done. So thank you. You're right. TGV, you're right. Well, you're
0: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome.
1: Thank
0: you. Um, I always, the the go-getters always stand out to me, and that, that would be you. You are the teach-me-show-me type of person. You are the what's-next person. You're always professional, always on time, always straightforward. So, no, that is so welcome in my world, that's for sure. So i work with you anytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Madeline says you're always up for a challenge, which is true absolutely true 100 Um, always up for a challenge you remind me of myself honestly you do
1: (laughs) young ray there we go you are a young ray if you if you had to uh if you had to have a prodigy in your field i mean in the field who 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 would it be
0: if i had to have a prodigy in the field there are mm-hmm. so there's so many people that come to mind, but to me it always depends on what am I working on. What are the things that the people that I know want? So, uh, as a for instance, if you come to me and you say, "Hey, you know, at some point I really want to be the greatest day one in DC." I don't want to pull you in necessarily when I'm doing a lighting project. You know, <laughs> sure I could pull you in for a couple of bucks. But I'm going to focus on the people that have told me they want to do lighting. They're the go-getters and they really want to get into the lighting field. I'm going to pull them in first. They're my focus. Um, So you tell me you want to be an A1. I'm going to look for bringing you into a a gig that would give you more skills than the audio side. So I kind of, it's hard for me to ever say I would just pick one or, you know, one person. It doesn't really work that way with me. I want people to succeed and be happy. and, And so... I I've asked you those questions, you know, I have of what do you want to do? Where, which way do you want to go? Yeah. What do you want to be? What do you, what do you want to be when you grow up, Tasha? <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. great. Right? So, and, and I think everybody who knows me can, can say the same thing, especially when I know that you're a go-getter and you really want something out of this industry I'm going to find out what it is and I'm yeah. going to try, help try to help you in that direction. But uh, no, I can't just pick one person.
1: (laughs) I feel that. I feel that.
0: (laughs) Tell me about how the AV industry inspires you.
1: There's so many different avenues that you can take once you learn skill set in the AV industry. From lighting, and I I start off with lighting because lighting's not my thing, right? But uh, I learned that, just from a regular living standpoint, there's what we do in our field for entertainment and production are the same things that I feel like we should just know in life, right? Um, so for me, it's been inspiring because now I can have conversations about uh, not just sound on, on a, on a, in a production s- setting, but sound when it comes to a, a music studio or um, putting together sound, so surround sound in, in, in my own place. Or mounting my own TV, or knowing how to do that, and that not being a regular thing for every person in America to know how to do. Right now, mm-hmm. I've just acquired a skill set that somebody needs. Right, um, I can put a price point on that. It might not be me going to the Gaylord at five o'clock for a gig, but mm-hmm. that skill set is still something that I can get paid for continuously. So I like that there's a lot of different avenues and skill sets that you can learn in the field that don't necessarily require you having to make money in the field, if that makes sense. It does.
0: It makes a lot of sense, especially with uh, the new things coming out with Dolby uh, Atmos. Dolby Atmosphere, I think, is coming Uh out. Learning that technology would help you in a studio. It would help you with installation. And somewhere down the road, what happens in that kind of technology ultimately ends up in... The live event production at some point in some way. It's strange that it takes a couple of years for that kind of technology to catch up to the live events industry, but there's reasons for that that would take like a whole other show to, to talk about. <laughs> right. But yeah. learning, you're right, learning yeah. that skill set would help you not only to work in a studio that's using it, to work in an installation setting that might need somebody who understands it, um, but then ultimately down the road into bigger live events as well. There's a lot to be said for the new technologies that come out. I understand that. Go I'm ahead.
1: Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say in, in music, in the music industry, I can say that AV inspired me because before, you know, I just consider myself, you know, a writer, a creator of, of certain sorts, um, words, uh, not music or any type of production, but going into AV and, and being a sound tech, I now I look at sound differently, right? Because I'm more knowledgeable about it. I I going back to a studio, I can go into a studio, I can set up, you know what I mean, a studio sound equipment s- set.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Before I couldn't do that. So those things inspired me to want to learn more, not just okay, be in sound, but be able to function, you know, in a specific position uh, and not just turn on you know turn the volume up turn the volume down so those things for me just you can't mat I can't say I won't say you can't master everything you know but to be a jack of all trades is cool but to be a master of what you really want to do is what I wanted to do once I found out you know the dynamics of what I was learning so uh, from that now I can run a full studio I can uh, as an engineer in in training I can One software on a computer before that I couldn't, you know, do before coming into AV and wanting the urge to know more. So that's the skill set, you know, that people get paid a lot of money for. I'm not saying that I'm going to be in the room recording, you know, Jay Z, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can sit in the room and I can record, you know. So those are some of the things that I realized have inspired me to just go a little bit further, you know, push yourself. You want to be an artist, but again, I want to know what. A artist needs, and if an artist needs an engineer, and I don't have one, well, can I be my own?
0: So you've been inspired to learn a whole lot more. I think that's fabulous. Um, yeah. If you haven't already, I suggest that you join the Facebook group of Sound Girls. SoundGirls dot Yep. SoundGirls dot org. And props to them. I uh, they they support sound engineers, not just women, but men as well. Okay. They just support each other in ideas and processes and especially with the way things have been turning with covid there's always a lot of q a that's going on in that facebook group they're really a great bunch of people to get to know so yeah we'll do all right one last question for you with all the things that have been going on in the land of covid and shutting down our live events what do you see as the future of our industry?
1: I feel like nothing will really happen to our industry because after 2021 is over and, you know, we're presumed to open back up, I think life will go back as planned and uh, businesses will still have contracts, you know, running and shows will still be going on. Now, capacity wise, you know, there may be some changes and restrictions I see maybe there may be some restriction in, you know, how many employees we can have on a gig. So that might affect, you know, crew, definitely affect budget. But overall, if we're talking like down the line, I can see that in 2021, we're going to less labor, but I don't want to talk too soon. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think we're there yet. Just with COVID going on, I think once 2022 opens back up, that everything will kind of you know, go back to normal. It'll take some type of normalcy. How long it stays that way will determine, you know, the levels of what's going on with the health, vaccinations, COVID, if we have to shut down again. But overall, I think we're already kind of moving at a pace where nothing is at a complete standstill, but there's no approval on moving forward. But once it does, it'll kind of go back to, you know, its regular, its regular momentum.
0: That's the face my to hope. face
1: and, that's yeah, hope. that's my hope too. Yeah, hope face too. to face. Yeah. <laughs> now, even if there are virtual like mm-hmm. conferences and stuff like that, I feel like we would that still have hybrid. to stage those events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it may, like I said, it may affect, you know, crew or how many people are working. But overall, I think that um live production is still gonna take its face and, and more so because a lot of things are virtual now when we already do a, a great deal of video and Editing, you know, the whole nine. So I don't think anything is stopping. If anything, it should get better.
0: Sounds good to me. Bright future. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us on Feed the Crew today. I hope that uh, we can talk again sometime. This, uh, you blew me away as usual. I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a you, good you thing. You never cease
0: thing. to impress me, young lady. You never cease to impress me.
1: I appreciate it. And I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. And this is needed. We so need this. So keep it up, Feed the Crew. Make <laughs> we'll it a do. thing.
0: <laughs> Will do. Will do. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Check out our website at feedthecrewpodcast.com for more information, as well as links to all of our episodes, bulletins, and social media.
1: When you're hungry for inspiration, information,
0: friends, and laughter,
1: join us. Join us. Join, join us on Feed the Crew.